Welcome to the Fit and Feel podcast, your go-to source for all things health and nutrition. Here we are on a mission to simplify complex ideas, explore cutting edge topics, and provide you with actionable strategies to help you maximize your training, your nutrition, and optimize your overall health. I'm your host, Nikki Fit, a functional nutrition practitioner, a certified strength and conditioning expert, and to top it all off, an IFBB pro bodybuilder, and I have helped hundreds of men and women just like yourself balance their hormones, find freedom with food, and truly create the physique of their dreams. Each episode, we will dive in to the latest research on fat loss and training protocols. We will discuss gut health and healing the body through functional nutrition. And also to each episode, we will be giving you invaluable, actionable strategies that will help you smash and conquer all of your fitness and nutrition goals. So sit back and relax and get ready to expand your mind, challenge your assumptions, and discover something new. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fit and Fuel Podcast. And welcome back to yet another episode of the Fit and Fuel podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fit, and I am so glad you guys are tuning in today because today's episode is a little bit different. So instead of this being an educational podcast or an interview podcast, this podcast is actually about my journey in the world of competitive bodybuilding. So this is something that I am truly, truly passionate about. I have been at it now for about six years, and I finally have attained my pro card, which is another reason I wanted to make this episode, just kind of giving you guys guys the the background story on how it all just came to be and how it came to light and then conquering this huge monumental goal that I've set out for myself that I finally have achieved and now get to continue to pursue. So very excited about that. I want to just start the episode by saying I think that bodybuilding in itself can be taboo. It's very unconventional, a very unconventional sport. And I think there's a lot of confusion about what it is. Just as much as there's confusion about what it is, there are some truths to it. So I want to just kind of dive into some of the nitty gritty and just kind of lay it out for you and also let you guys know what it means for me and also what it means to be a female in this sport. So it's a little bit different for the females than it is the males in this sport for sure. So to get started, I think that when most people think about bodybuilding, they immediately think about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like pumping iron, or they think of these huge, massive physiques and steroid use run rampant and, and all sorts of just crazy, crazy stuff. Well, why some of it is true, especially in the men's world, there's definitely more drug use in the men's world. Um, it doesn't always have to be a taboo type of thing. To me, competitive bodybuilding is a showcase of health, of discipline, of structure, of drive, determination, of um, delayed gratification. There's so many things that come into the sport and getting ready for a competition. And there is some negatives. There absolutely is. I would say, like I said, especially with some of the drug use that happens in some of the the higher up uh, rankings, especially with some of the men. Um, But that being said, to each his own. And the women don't necessarily 
have the same lot as the men when it comes to those type of things. I think that there are some women that choose to do steroids and play in that sandbox. And I think that's fine. But, you know, when it comes to some of the different categories that are much smaller than some of the larger female categories, and I'll discuss that in just a moment, um, it is very much a beauty pageant. It is very much, like I said, pageantry at its finest. Um, and it is such a, a cr- incredible sport. And I tell clients and athletes that I work with that get ready to compete, you know, the day of the show is the competition, but the actual competition is the day in and the day out. It's the grind. It's, did you get your training in? Did you make your food? Did you do your cardio? Did you practice posing? Right? So it's the weeks and months leading up to the actual competition that is where the work is done. And the day of the show, while yes, it is a competition, it's also a celebration of the hard work and effort and sacrifice that was put in to achieve that goal. So I want to take a step back and just tell you how I actually got into the sport and um, and kind of how I got from there to where I am now. So back in probably 2011, um, I really started diving into the world of strength training. And back then we did not really have social media like we do now. And to be able to see some of the best bodies and the professional athletes, we had to wait for the magazines to come out. We had to wait for Muscle and Fitness, Muscle and Fitness Hers, which was the one that I was always waiting for to come out, um, to see how our favorite athletes had placed, to get to see some of these bodies that were truly a work of art. And I do want to say that I believe that bodybuilding in itself is a work of art. It absolutely is. You're sculpting the body. You're taking time to develop certain body parts and really achieve an aesthetic look that is so much different than just working out or doing CrossFit type things or, you know, you know, strongman competitions or anything like that. So I truly, truly believe it is an art. It is a craft and it is something that is really beautiful. So Anyways, back in 2011, I had really dove into strength training and had started paying attention to what was going on in the competitive bodybuilding world. Every time I would go to Kroger or the grocery store, I would always just beeline it to the magazine section because I wanted to see what magazine was released. Um, And I think back then they released it every month and then I eventually went to like every two months. Um, And I might have had that backwards, but you know, we had to wait, right? There was no getting on Instagram to see, oh, how did this person do in this show or how is their prep coming along? There wasn't any of that. And um, it was very cool. And there was very much an anticipation um, every month to see like how these things were were going and who was doing what. And um, one of the girls that I followed uh, very closely back then, her name was Nicole Wilkins. And Nicole Wilkins competed in a category called figure. Um, And it was a muscular category, very soft. She was very graceful, just very pretty. And I remember just falling in love with her physique and just being like, wow, just absolutely amazed at her poise and her grace and just the way that she presented herself on stage. It was just, it was fascinating. So I followed her and her journey. She actually won the Olympia four times, which at that, at that point in time was the most anyone had ever won female-wise um, consecutively. Um, now we have Sid Gillian who has won Miss Olympia for figure six times. So she's actually an Atlanta local. So very cool. I've had the opportunity to meet her and actually work with her a little bit in person for some posing. So that was very cool. Um, But, you know, to watch Nicole Wilkins' journey, I remember just thinking to myself, like, 
gosh, I want to do that one day. Like I, I want to get up on stage for whatever reason that just lit a fire in me that I could not let go. So from 2011 to 2018, um, I closely watched the sport. I watched the industry. I knew all the names. I knew Aaron Stern, like all these girls, all these people I watched and, and looked up to and, you know, would follow their workouts and their training programs and, and because they would put them in the magazines. Right. And so it was just such a fascinating thing, uh, to be a part of. And so back in 2018, actually it really was probably more like 2017. So 2011 is when I got interested. 2017 is when I decided I was going to do something about it. Now, granted the whole entire time I'd been strength training and strength training for aesthetics, trying to build my body. And, um, it was a journey for sure. And I wanted to really point out the, the years because I work with a lot of clients when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, transformation, um, recomping their bodies. And it takes time. And I feel like we live in a world of instant gratification where people want to work with a coach for three months, six months, and then they don't get the results and they give up. Well, it takes time. It took me almost, you know, six years, seven years to really have enough muscle to even think about stepping on stage. And um, even when I did step on stage in 2018, I'll talk about that in a second, I still was small right? I was still very, very, very small. So I and, and needed to put on more, more muscle. And I wasn't training exactly proper then too. And I had okay nutrition. It wasn't great. It was okay. But you know, I made a lot of progress in, in that time period. Um, so anyways, and in that time period, I had a kid back in 2014. So that was a whole nother kind of wrench in the gear, if you will. So, um, Back in 2017, I hired a coach and she was a figure pro and I was super excited to do a show. And it actually took me two times at failing to get ready before I ever on the third try actually stepped on stage. So the first two times I tried to prep and it was either, you know, lifestyle would get in the way. Back then I drank a lot, uh, had a little bit of a party life, not going to lie, went out all the time and it was very conflicting with what I was trying to do. So getting lean um, is extremely hard when you're drinking multiple nights a week. Um, so my lifestyle 100% got in my way. Also to having a small child, um, you know, the age of two and three was definitely hard um, trying to balance training and life and being a wife and um, working and getting all of the things that I needed to have done. So it wasn't until my third try in 2018 where I actually made the mark. And I did a show here in Atlanta, so I'm Atlanta-based, and it was called the Lee Haney Games. I've done that show multiple times now. And um, Lee Haney is eight-time reigning Mr. Olympia. So we are you know, very blessed here in the Atlanta community in the Southeast to have a huge community of bodybuilding with just some amazing athletes that have come out of it. But so I did that show and I did figure, um, which was the category that I had looked up to with Nicole Wilkins and all these other girls. So um, I did it and I quickly, one, realized I was way too small. Um, I did not win. Um, I think I placed maybe third and then I think like second in true novice. I think I placed third in my open category. Um, so I didn't win. I didn't win. But I realized that I loved it. I was like, oh my gosh, this was so amazing. The the empowering feeling of watching your body transform and knowing that you did that is just something that 
I can't even explain to you guys. It is just fascinating. And I was hooked. I was 100% hooked. Now, it was really hard at the beginning with the food and the nutrition and the training. I struggled. I mean, I struggled really, really hard to stay on course and not cheat and, and things like that. But, you know, as time has gone on, it's gotten much easier. And a lot of that is because of the systems and just the different learning experiences that I've had throughout the years. Um, but so I realized I was too small. And I also realized I wanted to keep going. And I knew that I was going to have to probably change categories. And so this is when I kind of want to break down about the categories for women, because it's, you're going to need to know this to understand the rest of what I'm going to talk about. So in the female competitive bodybuilding world, we have multiple categories. I'm going to start with the smallest category, the the least amount of muscle, and that is a category called bikini. Um, It is definitely a very soft look. The muscles are very small, um, still full round glutes, shapely shoulders, very small, narrow waist, not striated, so not hard looking. And if you don't know what striations are, that's if you ever look at someone and they have like the lines in their muscles, so not striated is bikini. And then they have wellness, which is a newer category, which is what I actually compete in now. I started with bikini, but I'll get there in a minute, Um, which is wellness. And wellness is very similar to bikini in the criteria of it's a very shapely, very sexy, very soft look. Um, Striations are discouraged. But the difference is, is it is an unbalanced category. Most categories in the NPC and the IFBB are looking for symmetry on the top and the lower half. But this one is looking for a more dominant lower half. So fuller glutes, um, fuller legs, still the tiny waist, still the very soft feminine upper body. So moving on from that, you have figure. So figure is going to be a little bit bigger, um, a little bit more striated, but not too, too, too hard. Um, they are definitely looking for a V taper. So their posing displays their back and their width of their lats coming down to a narrow waist and also having nice full legs and a quad sweep. Um, so that's a really pretty, pretty category as well. It's the one I originally fell in love with. Um, after that, there's women's physique. I don't know exactly the full criteria for that, but I can tell you just visually, it's much more muscular. Um, it's much a harder look. They actually pose to music, which is just beautiful. Um, yeah, I, it's one of my favorite categories to watch for sure. Then you also have the fitness category, which is a very similar, uh, body to the physique and figure body, much more muscular, but they actually have a whole entire fitness routine. And some people might've seen this. They're doing the gymnastic moves on stage. They're doing the one-handed push-ups. They're doing the splits. They're doing all this crazy stuff. So anyone with a gymnastic background, that's a great sport for them. And then finally, there's actually bodybuilding, which is not as popular as it used to be. Um, It definitely requires a lot of extracurricular activities for a woman to get that big. So, you know, it's, it's not always the healthiest, safest route. And most women don't aspire to have that much muscle mass. So it's a category that it's just, I would say is not as popular um, as the others. I think the two most popular categories are going to be bikini and wellness, just because they are a more feminine, very sexy uh, look. And like I said, very much so pageantry on stage. Okay. So I'm going to go back. So that's kind of a, a description of the different categories. So I did figure, which was the larger category, which was the back pose, the V taper. That's what I did my first show and realized I wasn't big enough. 
And so I actually met Steve Payne at House of Pain training at the Lee Haney Games that year. Um, shout out to Steve. He was my coach for years and years and years. I love him. I love his wife, Rachel. Um, I still go to his posing practices. He still has helped me every single show I've done. He has helped me with my posing. And so thank you, Steve. If you're listening to this, you're awesome. And I highly recommend anybody going and reaching out to him. I'm actually going to put his contact info in the show notes. So if you're in the Atlanta area and need help with some posing, he's your guy. He's awesome. Um, so met with Steve and we got on stage at his gym and I remember he put a mirror up in front of me and he told me to get into my figure pose and he stood in front of the mirror and then he stepped aside and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, I'm really not big enough. Like, right. Like like my shoulders, you know, I, I pretty much just nitpicked myself and tore myself apart. And then he taught me how to stand in the bikini pose, which is a side pose. And he did the same thing. He stood in front of the mirror. I got into my pose. He stepped away from it. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm bikini all day long. Like, this is great. Like I could see it, right? It was like such like a, uh, like an aha moment. And so from there, that was the journey I pursued. I was like, okay, I can still do my dream. I can still live and pursue this dream. It's just not going to be his figure right now, maybe one day down the road, but I'm going to do bikini. And I was so, so excited. So that was probably November of 2018. I did the first show in October, met with Steve in November. And then that following spring, I did my first bikini show and I won the overall, which was awesome. I got my probably most favorite trophy today, which is a giant sword. <laughs> it's like my favorite one. Um, so I got that and then went on to do an Alabama show that year I won. I won the overall again. And I just felt like I was on the right path. So it was great. So that was 2019. 2020, I continued to compete in bikini. Um, I did well. Um, I won my height classes in a couple shows that year. And then at the end of that year, I also did um, the Lee Haney again. And wellness was getting ready to be released. So for a while, wellness didn't exist. You went bikini figure, physique, fitness, um, uh, bodybuilding. And then they finally brought wellness to the US, which I'm glad they did. It was in Europe and it was in South America. And I'm glad they did because so many women have an athletic body and so many of us have a, a strong lower half that we quickly grow out of bikini if we keep training. And that's exactly what happened. So in 2020, I did Lee Haney again for the second time. And the judge's feedback was, you need to do wellness next year. Need to do wellness. And I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to do it or not. Um, but I did, I, I gave it a try. So I gave it a try the next year and I placed, I did my first wellness show. I placed, but it was during COVID and I just didn't have the proper equipment to train. And so as big as I was at the Haney, when they gave me the feedback to go do wellness, I, did the next show the next year that was wellness, but I had lost a bunch of size because I wasn't able to train because it was COVID and all the gyms were closed. So I still placed and I went on to do junior nationals that year. And for wellness, I placed six. So I made top 10. Um, but I was definitely discouraged because I still wasn't big enough. And at that time when wellness first came out, I feel like that they were just picking the biggest girls. It wasn't even about like the shape at that point, because as all categories, when they release a new one, it takes them some time to kind of dial in like what they, I feel like they, they want from it. I mean, they have the criteria, but it just, it just takes some time for the community. I feel like as well to kind of get on pace with everything. So I was really discouraged because I saw all these pro girls and they were in wellness and they were so big and I just didn't want to get that big. 
big. And I was like, I was just defeated. I was sad. I was defeated because I was like, I'm too big for bikini. So I can't do that anymore because I'd grown and I'm not big enough to do wellness. And then I don't know if I want to be that big. So it was just this like total dilemma. And I remember being like, so just disheartened and just so upset by it. And, um, yeah, I was just, I was very, very disappointed. So the next year, I actually hired a different coach, Rock Shabazz, and he was an Olympian and he had a bunch of girls that were going to go do the amateur Olympia. And I had shared with him how disappointed I was um, with, you know, wellness. And he was like, you know what, Nick? He's like, if you want to try bikini, he's like, go for it, right? We'll go to the Olympia. You got all year. Um, And that's what we did. And, you know, it was interesting because that show was the smallest I'd ever been when I did the amateur Olympia, I did place top 10. I think I got sixth or seventh again that year um, out of like 30 or 40 girls. So that was pretty good. I was, I mean, like I still made top 10 first call outs, but um, I was the smallest I'd ever been stepped on stage at 123 pounds before. And I was doing bikini, I would step on stage at 130. So seven pounds smaller, but I just didn't feel like I looked good. I didn't feel good. I didn't look good. Um, I was just really hard and I wasn't able to train the way I really wanted to. Like I wanted to lift heavy. I love lifting. So I wanted to lift heavy and go in there and get after it. And I couldn't do that, that prep. I couldn't, I couldn't go heavy because I didn't want to get big. I was trying to get small. So the type of training I had to do was just really high, high, high volume, lots of cardio. My calories were like silly low. Um, but we made the mark, you know, I, I, I had, I, I achieved the bikini look, um, for the amateur Olympia that year. But, you know, then again, I was just like, you know what, like, here we go. Like, I'm just, I'm not happy about this. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I felt like I didn't like the training uh, for the bikini and what I was going to have to do to continue down that path to keep losing muscle mass. I didn't feel like that was healthy. So I took a break. I took a break. Um, That was the end of that year in 2021. And, um, took the year off pretty much for the most part and just started training and lifting heavy. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lift and I'm going to eat and I'm going to live my life and do my job and coach my clients and, and just have fun and help other people get ready for shows and I'll figure it out. So um, I started putting on some size and I really started to like the way I looked. And it was funny because for so many years, I as most women do, obsessed about being small. I wanted to be small. I grew up playing softball and always had a very athletic build and was never the smallest person. I always had a big butt. I always had big thighs. I was a catcher. So I just had a very muscular look. And so when I started doing bikini, it was like I was small for the first time and it was so nice and I loved it. Um, but I didn't like what I had to do to get there. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I liked the way I looked at my clothes, but I just didn't enjoy it. So, um, I just started training heavy back in 2021, like 2022, excuse me, started training heavy again. My glutes started to grow. My legs started to grow. And I had started following a girl um, named Casey DeLong, who was an Olympian um, for wellness. And she was a mother of four. Um, and I really just jived with everything that she said on her social media. So, you know, I reached out to her in the Lee Haney games. Here we go again, Lee Haney games. It's, I'm plugging you guys hardcore because I've done you guys three times. <laughs> um, it's a great show. If anybody's in the Atlanta area, I highly recommend it. I usually have a lot of my clients do it. Um, I've got a client getting ready for it right now. Shout out to Kay. Um, she's going to crush it. But um, I um, decided like, 
at the eight week mark out, which was really quick for me to get ready for a show that I was going to call Casey. And I sent her some progress photos or some photos. And I said, what do you think? You think I could do it in eight weeks? And she was like, I think you can, let's do it. So we went into like full blown, like prep mode. Like I said, I'd already put on some size because I've been just eating and training my butt off for like a year. And, um, went in and did well. I cleaned house. So I won the overall that year. So that was in 2022. I won the overall, which set me up to be nationally qualified to go compete in the North American championship this year in 2023 to be eligible to try to win my pro card. So, um, after that, you know, took some time off, started training back to the drawing board. Holidays came, ate, train, ate, train, um, went to re-engage with Casey, but she was no longer taking on clients because she was getting ready herself for the master's Olympia. So the Olympia 11 years ago got rid of the master Olympia category and they brought it back this year in 2023. So she was one of the first wellness girls that got to actually go compete in that. So shout out to Casey. She did great. She looked beautiful on stage, but she was really cool because she was like, you know, Nick, she's like, I just, I'm not going to take on clients right now because I need to just focus on me and getting ready for my show, which I totally respected. Thank you for your transparency. Anybody that knows me, I love communication and robust and open dialogue and being transparent. So I just couldn't have appreciated and respected her more for that. And um, around the same time, I was playing on social media and Dr. Sunny Andrews had posted, I had never seen her post this before, that she was accepting clients. And I was like, okay, universe, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. And so I reached out to her and um, we hit it off right off the bat. She's an amazing human. She's my coach now. And um, we went for it, right? So we got ready for uh, the North Americans. I did a warm up show in between there, the um, Atlanta Allstate. I want that. Um, that was a great show. Abdul does a really, really great job. So shout out to him too. Um, just really well ran and um, would highly recommend anybody doing that show as well. So um, did that and then, um, you know, got ready for North Americans. And it's so funny. So when I got there, I was so excited. I was really proud of myself for the shape and the change and everything that I had done. And I want to pause really quick right there. So this has been such a journey, guys. My, the evolution of my body and my physical fitness and my mindset and the nutrition and the strategy. Um, it has just been a whirlwind of adventure and it's been a journey and, you know, very similar to the journey that my clients go on when it comes to transforming their body. It's ever changing. Um, we pivot, we, we do what we have to do to make the mark, but you know, you got to just embrace it. I know people say embrace the journey. It's so cliche, but it is, you just have to give yourself time and grace and just know that it's a marathon, not a sprint. When it comes to living a healthy life, when it comes to recomping your body or doing anything physically, heck, even mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially in business, it takes time. It takes work. It takes dedication and you got to give yourself grace. You got to be patient with yourself because it is not something that happens overnight. So back to my story. Um, so I got to North Americans and I got backstage and started looking around. Now I was super happy with how I looked when it comes to competing. You're only really competing against yourself and people that are competing have heard that before because you compete with yourself to bring the best version of yourself each time to the show. Always beating that last package is what we call it. Beating that last body that showed up. You know, what critiques did the judges give you? What do you need to improve on? You know, and really bringing that each time. And um, I got backstage and I remember telling Sunny, I said, these girls are big. 
right? And I'm small. I looked so small compared to them. I was like freaking out. Um, going in, I was super confident. I was like, you know, with my conditioning and just my overall aesthetics, I was like, I feel like I'll make top 10. I was very confident in that, um, confident that you'll probably get top five at least. Um, so I just, like I said, I told her, I was like, I'm worried. I'm so worried. But I remember her taking a picture of me backstage and I was getting pumped up and warmed up and she like sent it to me. She's like, you're good. You got this. Right. So anyways, went on stage. Um, I competed at North Americans in masters 35 plus and also in the open. So that was really cool. Um, I placed first in my height class, which was uh, height class C. And um, that's what obtained the pro card. And then the way the shows work is after you compete in each height class, the winners of each height class go back on stage to compete for the overall. So competed for the overall and won that, which was awesome. I thought that was super, super awesome. Very, very cool. Um, And then I also... I did really good in the open. So I got second in the open, but at prejudging, and I'm going to just go over this very quickly. I'm not going to harp on this at all. At prejudging, they move me to the center box. So the way it works on stage is that when you're in comparisons, there's a box in the center and there's lines off to each side and there's dots. And so they move the girls in order of who is going to be first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. And so whoever's in the center box, when they're done comparing is usually the overall winner, right? So I got moved to the center box. And um, so I was like, man, I just got two pro cards. I was awesome, right? So super excited about that. But then the night show came and they actually gave me second and gave the girl that was beside me um, the first place title and her pro card. So kudos to her. Glad somebody else got a pro card, but still an amazing experience. So like I said, won the overall masses 35 plus, won my height class, pretty much won my height class in the open. But um but it is what it is. It was still a wonderful experience. The moral of the story is I got my pro card and um, I checked the box. I did what I set out to do. So very, very, very cool. Um, I will say that I'm really looking forward to 2024. Um, Being able to compete on the pro circuit is going to be very exciting. So I no longer can do amateur or national level shows. I have to do pro shows. Um, And this is just something that I've been really dreaming about since 2011. Here we are in 2023 and really started working hard for it in 2017. So it's been a six-year-ish journey um, to get to this point. And there's been a lot of sweat and tears and struggle, um, ups and downs, highs and lows, but um, very proud and excited to have made the mark. And I feel like I can relate to my clients so much more when it comes to nutrition coaching and body transformation, weight loss, uh, body recomp, whatever it is, because of the struggle and the journey that I have gone through and I know what it takes and I know what it feels like, and I know the emotion, and I know the stress and the doubt and the negative self-talk and all of this stuff that goes on when it comes to really trying to change your physique, change your health. And you know, it's, it's an honor to be able to hold my client's hand and kind of meet them where they are and to understand to understand what they're going through and then also just give them feedback and share with them just tips and tricks and things that I've learned um, going through my own struggle and my own journey, you know, and taking like a way step back years and years and years back, you know, I was not always fit. Yes, I played competitive softball at a very high level, 
But after I quit, I gained a ton of weight. I got up to 180 pounds at my heaviest. Like I was not thin. Like I was fat. Like, I mean, let's just call it like it is. Like I was fat. Um, and then I started running and then I loved, I fell in love with running and I lost a bunch of weight. And then I fell in love with strength training and then I went and got a personal training certification. And then the rest was kind of history. You know, I just, it just morphed over time and over years, you know, so really the, my health and wellness journey started back almost in 2008. So 2008 to, to 2023, it has been an adventure. Um, like I said, it's been, it's been a lot of struggle and strife, but you know, being able to understand what it takes and being able to really help individuals feel better, move better, live better, have autonomy later in life. If you don't know what autonomy is, it's being able to do things on your own um, without the help of others. You know, I just, I'm very blessed and very grateful um, that the world of competitive bodybuilding has led me down that path in helping others. Now, most of the people I work with they're not competitive bodybuilders. I have a handful of people that I work with. Um, most people are just, you know, your average people just wanting to be better, wanting to understand how to properly eat and fuel their body. And some are wanting to take it to the next level. I get a lot of people who have about 80% of it figured out and there's this 20% that's just messing them up. And then I get to come in and kind of just, you know, pull the curtain back and be like, guys, this is, this is it. This is your sticking point. This is what's going on. This is the hurdle that you're facing and being able to really like work through these struggles with people is just amazing and inspiring and I just, I would not absolutely have it any other way. So you guys, that's kind of my journey when it comes to my road to pro. So people say, you know, it started many, many years ago. Um, I've done many, many shows. This was my 11th show that I've done and I'm not done yet. Um, goal is in 2024 is we're going to aim for the sky and we're going to aim for the stars and we're going to try to qualify for Olympia. We'll see if it happens. Um, to qualify for the Olympia, there's certain pro shows you have to win. So that is the goal for 2024 is to go out there and crush it and, and see what I need to do, uh, to improve, to be better. Right now I am, um, in a little bit of a growth phase. I'm slowly reverse dieting right now, bringing calories back up really slowly. Um, I figure once we get into the colder months right now, it's September, if you're listening to this podcast at a later time, when I get into the later months, I'm going to increase my carbs even more and really ramp up my training and then maybe do some kind of cut in the spring. So really looking forward to that. But, you know, I really wanted to make this episode just because this is something that I'm so passionate about. And I know that people see me on social media and some people have, you know, witnessed the journey over the years. And it's just something that's so fun. And I just have fell in love with the sport. And I just highly recommend for anyone at any point in time in their life or at one point in time in their life to really see what you're made of. You know, there's a really cool quote from Socrates and it says that no man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It's a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and the strength of which the body is capable. I love this quote. I'm going to read it again because I love it so much. It says, no man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It's a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and the strength of which his body is capable of. Now, I do think that Socrates was talking a little bit about combat too, um, but it can totally be related to this. It's like, you don't even know what you're capable of, guys. 
you don't even know. I don't even know what I'm capable of at this point, right? Like the, we can dream and we can hope and we can aspire and we can work our tails off to get there. And I'm telling you, if you set your mind to whatever goal you want to achieve, you absolutely can achieve it. You know, you just have to stay persistent and fight the good fight and know there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days and it's going to take time. But if you can just get up and grind it out every day, be persistent, be relentless in the pursuit of your dreams, you absolutely can achieve them. So that is all I've got for today, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to yet another episode of the Fit and Feel podcast. A little bit different than the others. Like I said, this is more about my journey in competitive bodybuilding and giving you some insight on what I do for fun, if you will. Um, And uh, yeah, if there is anybody that ever has any questions when it comes to competing or training like a competitor, you know, I've, I got a lot of people that we train like competitors. They may never step on stage, but they get ready for vacations or they, you know, just want to walk around looking like they compete. Like that's what I do, man. Like I change lives and it is just a freaking blessing. It is, it is awesome. But anyway, so this concludes the, another, the next episode. Um, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow it. Also, give me a star. Give me a rating. Put some comments down below. Let me know what you think. And like I said, if you ever have any questions, you can absolutely reach out to me via social media. My social media on Instagram is NikkiFit underscore fitness. And um, my website is NikkiFit.com fitness.com. You can message me there. And yeah, guys, I'm going to put some links in the show notes below to my coach, also to some of the local shows like the Lee Haney um, that's coming up and just also links to be able to get in communication with me. So I am here to help you guys in any capacity. I love talking about food. I love talking about training. So if you've got any questions, like I said, bring them on. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will catch you guys on the flip side.